going on? Shout out to everybody listening to me live to the People's Paradise Podcast. Uh, before we hop into the topic, because we're just going to hop into it. We not, we, as you can tell from the title of this year, we have some very appointment commercial news to talk about. First off, tradition as always, I always begin this podcast recording a song, recording a particular verse that really does, that really touches my heart at the moment. And we're going to quote a song from the artist we're about to talk about right now, because, um, this might be the last hit song we ever hear from him. Pop a Negro like a pop a Negro like a pop a Negro like a Willie nigga. You a silly nigga in the hood with them Billy niggas and them Hoover niggas. And ironically, now he might be locked up in jail with those same Billy and Hoover niggas. Um, let's just talk about it. Let's just have the conversation. We might as well talk about it right now. Shout out to whoever logged in right now. What's six nine do? Six nine six nine. Shout out to Guapo Lather. Shout out to Key Martin, the homie Key Martin. Six nine is six nine was recently arrested on racketeering charges and purchasing guns, and is accused of the as as far as I know is accused by the court of ordering hits ordering hits on rival gang members from it, that are on ordering hits against rival gang members. Overall, is racketeering is racketeering purchasing of illegal firearms and ordering hits murder charges on him or ordering hits against rival gang members that are rivals against the nine tray gangster bloods in New York. Here's what I want to say. And I have said this for the longest time. I'm going to keep saying it because we've seen this happen in hip hop a lot of times. We've seen this happen in hip hop so many times. We have somebody who probably ain't even really with the street shit, but they kicking they kicking in with some dudes about the street shit. You see, matter of fact, this is the whole thing I want to say. Let me just say this. Now, I'm a, I, to, many, to anybody out there who's a rapper, who's an upcoming rapper, upcoming producer, upcoming music producer, upcoming, upcoming entertainer, to any of y'all out there, the one thing I want to tell you guys before anything else, I'm going to keep saying the same thing. I'll say, I've been saying this since I was 16 years old. I'm going to say it again. Stay far at distance from street shit or street people, the urban world, because it always escalates to a point where it envelops you, it envelops your family, envelops your cousins, it envelops, envelops your kinfolk, it envelops literally everybody who has any relevance to your life. You know how many times I got into a dude just because dude, a dick with... Oh, okay, so that's your homie. Okay, so Brandon, your so Brandon, your homie, Brandon, your Brandon, your nigga. Okay, cool. I'm, okay, so next time I see you niggas, I'm on. They don't even gotta be there. I'm on you so, 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 because I know that's your because I know that that's your homie. I'm on. I'm on your head as soon as I see you because just I know that you kick it with that dude, man. It's a no win situation because I'm. And the funny thing about it is, these ain't even his bodies. These ain't even his, the charges. They the charges that they threw against six nine. I promise you, these charges. Are not even activities that he he might have funded the racketeer. I'm gonna tell you what happened because he was paying them them nine trade them nine trade niggas to keep the, to be around him. What probably happened was I'm gonna tell you what happened. He probably got to a point where they were having him buy guns, having him buy drugs for them because that is illegal. Buying pistols, buying yikes, buying Glocks, yikes as we call them in Northern California, that is illegal. I know you buying them for your little hood homies, whatever whatnot, so y'all can look cute and shit with the Tommy guns and the video and whatever whatnot. I know you buying them. That's for the video effect. That's illegal, son. Buying drugs. I know it's cute to buy pounds of marijuana. That's illegal, son. When you're buying it for a group, a group of 35 niggas. I, all that lumps together. As far as, as far as him calling out hits on people, I don't even think he was calling out hits on dudes. I think them niggas in his group, they were calling out hits on people and using his money to pay for it. 
Cause that's how because a head is expensive. It is expensive. They, they I know in California they charging ten thousand, twenty thousand a head for a hit out here at least in the streets. I ain't saying I, I ain't saying I, I I don't know. I ain't saying I know for sure. I'm just saying I have a, I have some inside information. They out here in Cali they charging ten thousand, twenty k a head for a hit. So they will use this money to they probably use this money to call out those hits. And this is what I always say, man. I'm gonna keep saying the same thing to everybody out there, man. Stay far the F away from street niggas, street shit. I know that it looks so alluring. I know that the street life looks so alluring. To see, when you go on a music video, if you saw Walk a Flock of Heart in the Paint, if you saw Lyrical Assassin's Rendition of Heart in the Paint, if you saw Gumo, a Gumo by 6ix9ine, you see a group of just a bunch of young, underprivileged niggas and wife beaters and muscles and cornrows. Why do they Why they have cornrows in 2018? Nobody knows. But just all these niggas looking hard and stuff, beating up, throwing up the B sound, whatever, whatever. And it looks cute. I think it looks cool. When I was a kid, I used to love it. I still love it. I still, I still go in the gym and go hard to it. But as far as to put it in my regular day to day life, to put it around me. That's why, guys. That's why I have that's 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 why that is why I have that is why I have certain people in my family. Which, by the way, for those of y'all who are watching, make sure you show love. Please subscribe to the podcast. Click click that subscribe button right there. That's why I click that subscribe button down below. Click that subscribe button. That's why I have certain niggas in my family, and I I usually do not use foul language. I'm using it right now. That is why I have certain niggas in my family who I don't even keep around me because I know they own some street shit. I got certain cousins, certain brothers. I don't even talk to these niggas past a certain time. I don't even go in the, I don't even go in a certain town. I don't even go in a certain side of town with these niggas because I know how they got fun with everybody. And the sad thing about it is you want to take up and you want to and you'll want to take up your they beef because that's your homie, that's your relative, that's somebody who's close to you, that's your brother, that's your kid. But reality is, bro, like you can't, you can't, you. This is why I'm saying, man, and I. And, I think the reason why I'm so passionate about this is because I have always had that stance. Had that stance since I was 16 years old when I was in job corp. When I was going to Montgomery job corp center fighting niggas, fighting gangster disciples from Montgomery. Fighting blood niggas from Mobile. Fighting vice lord niggas from Mississippi. I've had that same mentality since I was a child. Since I was 16, 15 years old. Shout out to... I've had that same mentality since I was a child. That same mindset. I've had that same mindset since I was a kid. Had that same mindset. Hey, when we get into some shit, I'm going to fight against these niggas, but I'm not. I had that same mindset when I was 15, 16 years old, and niggas was telling me, hey, bro, just come under the set, bro. You need to get down with the set, bro. You need to get under the set, bro. I'm telling you, bro. Nigga, I come, nigga, you fighting, bro. You fighting, you squadding up with these niggas alone, bro. I got you, nigga. Fuck with us, nigga. Fuck with GDs, nigga. We got you, nigga. I got you. I got you. I had that mindset as a child because for some reason, I don't know, maybe it's because my dad spent the three-fourths of my childhood in my three-fourths. Maybe it's because I saw New Jack City way too many times in the Minister Society. I saw when Doorbell got I saw when Doughboy got shot in Boys in the Hood, nigga. That didn't look fun. It didn't look when you saw it didn't look not Doughboy when Ricky when Ricky got shot in Boys in the Hood, it didn't look Ricky wasn't even at, Ricky wait, Ricky wasn't even the street nigga. Ricky wasn't even the street nigga. Like you know what I'm saying? I saw when Ricky got shot, nigga. It, it didn't look fun. When that motherfucker came with that damn that damn sawed off, poof. It, 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 it did not look like a fun experience for Ricky. That's all I'm saying. So I don't know. And the reason why this is even more upsetting is because we all knew this was finna happen. Said when you fuck with a clique of niggas, one of two things is going to happen. Either you're gonna come up together or you're gonna go down together. Generally speaking, when you fucking with street niggas, you just gonna you you really generally finna go down. But it just it just we just gonna see how long you're gonna ride this wave out until you go down. Same thing happened with Takashi. You body you got these street niggas on the payroll. How long was this gonna last? Even and the funny thing about it, I'm gonna tell you, man. 
Man, I'm gonna tell you the funny thing about it. Let me tell you the funniest thing about the whole story. The funniest thing about that whole thing. The funniest part about that whole Takashi Six Nine situation. Let me tell you the most entertaining part. Let me tell you what makes me laugh a lot. They was making me laugh the most about this situation. He got funk with these niggas now. He has real life funk with these niggas now because they was cutting him short on concert payments. He was charging sixty thousand dollars before him at a concert. These niggas was charging one twenty thousand. They was leaving with an extra sixty thousand. He didn't even know. He fired this whole team, fired this whole staff, tried to separate him from these niggas because they told another crew of dudes, hey, if you, hey, if he don't come to this concert because he don't even really know whatever, whatnot, we go do something to his mom. Here's his mom's address. Go, go press up on his mom. Then he'll, do the, then he'll do the concert for you. He cut past with them niggas a week ago, week, two weeks ago. But now he's locked up. He's, he, these same niggas, bro, are his co-defendants. These niggas are his co-defendants right now, bro. These niggas who's threatening to kill his mom, threatening to press him on his mom. These niggas are his co-defendants right now, bro. Man, man, I'm going to tell you, man. The streets, bro, hey, man, hey. Hey, man. I'm going to just say this. Who, who's all watching me? Four six people watching me. Man. I'm going to keep saying the same goddamn thing, man. I'm going to keep saying the same thing, man. Hey. And I'm going to tell you, that's how street shit works. That's how street shit works. That's how street shit functions. That's how the street life is. You'll do some dumb shit. you do some dumb. You'll do some dumb shit. Get into with a clique of niggas. The niggas that you fuck with, by the time the shit's over, you might fall out with the whole clique. The charges get put up against you. Now, all y'all going down. Man, I remember, man, it was this dude, man. I don't even want to say that. I don't even want to say this dude's name because I used to really, I would really ride for this dude. I'm talking about when I, when we had, when we had the square ups, when we had the square ups with dudes, and I was molly whopping dudes. I would really square up behind this dude, man. This nigga, man, me and that nigga cut ways because at any other, at any, in any other altercation that I had with another negro. Now I'm going to stop cursing because I really need to get my language under control. In any other altercation, any little hypothetical scenario that I had an altercation with another nigga that I had an issue with, he was right by my side. Right by my side, always cool, whatever, whatnot. I got into it with some dudes. Shout out to, shout out to the king on that. Sin el está preso, el está preso. Sin el está preso, el está preso. I'm gonna get back to the Spanish thing in a minute. El está preso. And this is why I'm gonna keep, I'm gonna keep saying, I'm gonna keep saying the same. I'm gonna say the same thing, man. Like you, these dudes, man, they're. When you, I'm gonna say this. When you're, I'm gonna keep saying the same thing. The dude, anyway, back to what I was saying. He kind of took me off. He he kind of knocked me off, knocked me off guard with the with the question in Spanish. I had to had to let y'all know how good I speak Spanish. Oh yeah, let's talk somebody with that being said. Nah, man, I remember I had a dude, man. I was kicking it with. He was a homie, whatever, whatnot. We lived on the same side of Montgomery, Alabama. We lived on the east side, and we used to always be kicking with each other. We was cool. That's my homie, whatever, whatnot. I don't smoke, but he was smoked dope around me. We'd be cool, whatever, whatnot. We 17, I get it with the, I get into it with these click of gangster disciples. Gangster disciples, for those who don't know, for those of you guys who do not live in the South, who don't live in the Midwest, it is a gang that it is a gang. It's kind of like the Bloods and Vice Lords and GDs is like the is like the Bloods and Crips from Midwest and down south. Man, I got into and by the way, for those of you guys who are watching me who did not subscribe yet, please click the subscribe button right there. Click the subscribe button. If you're fucking with the young boy, please click the subscribe button right there. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. With that being said, boy, I got in, I got into, I remember I got in, I got into I got into it with these niggas, bruh, these GD niggas. They're not even from, they're not even from his side of town. They're not even from the side of town that he from. They're not even from, they're not even from the side of town that he from. We got into it. This nigga turned on me, was fighting me. 
I'm talking about somebody I really kicked it with all the time, but he turned against me because them niggas was part of his gang, which I understand a little bit. But I said after say this, bro, when you dealing like, I don't know, I don't know. I got, I got, I got really emotional. I got really sidetracked. When you're dealing, when you're dealing with street niggas, I remember that was one thing he said. And the six nine said in the interview when he went on the Breakfast Club last Thursday, he said how the dudes, when he, when he said how the dudes. His promoters, his promoter, his promotion team, the team that he been rocking with, them same little street niggas that you've been seeing in his videos and stuff like that, them same niggas, them niggas turned, them niggas, what did they do? What did they, what did they do? Them, same, them same dudes, them same dudes told the concert promoters that, um, that he was trying to cancel the show with, hey, we're going to send you his mother's address, and if he, dis- if he denies, if he denies trying to do the concert with you guys, go press up on his mama real quick. Press up on his mom. I'm talking about go threaten to do something to his mom just because he might not want to perform the concert. Let me tell you something, bro. And the reason why I want to make the reason why I want to make this division clear is because there is a misunderstanding in the black community. We seem we seem to we seem to try to synonymize just regular black men with just street niggas and street shit. We try to synonymize up synonymize. We try to make the same as like all of us are supposed to be cool with the street shit in our community. We're supposed to be down with all the niggas who do do dumb shit, regardless whatever, whatnot, regardless how we feel about the charges. When you are dealing, when you are dealing with street niggas, I'm gonna keep saying this. Trust me, bro. I'm telling you from experience. When you are dealing with street niggas, you're dealing with the lowest of the low in morality. You're dealing with people who are hungry. Who are they will do anything to get a fucking get a fucking dime in their pocket. Lil Boozy says something. Lil Boosie says, Lil Boosie says something in the interview four years ago. It rung bells with me, rung truth with me, because a lot of y'all who have never done with, dealt with street niggas before, y'all have this weird illusion idea that street niggas are just this impenetrable rock of solid of, of solidness and greatness who who never fall down, never snitch, never fuck up, fuck a bitch. This all y'all have this weird fantasy view of how niggas are, real street niggas are. Boozy said this four years ago, and take his take take his advice because he a street nigga. This nigga has six murder charges against him. He said, and I'll quote. A murderer will tell on you. A real life murder nigga from the streets will tell you. A murderer will snitch on you, because if he kills somebody, he don't got he don't have a heart. He don't. This nigga don't got. A, he didn't kill people before. He don't got a heart. So what do you think? What makes you think he cares about you? It's the same thing with street niggas. The motherfucker. They don't have any. They don't have a. Do you know how sick you have to be in the brain to really say, hey, okay, so because this dude does not want to perform at your concert, I'ma send you his mama's address, his mother's address. You gonna say, do you know do you know what I'm gonna do to you if you send my mama address to another nigga talking about you finna do you know what I'm finna do to you? Do you know what I'm finna do to you if you send my mama address to another nigga just because I don't want to come up to a show? Do you know what I'm finna do to you? Nigga, it's not it, do you know what I'm finna do to you? Do you know what I'm finna do, nigga? If you bring up my mama, my sister, my brother, any time, nigga, just because I didn't want to do a fucking concert, regardless of how much money's in the deal that you cut out, that you cut me out of anyway, bro. Like it's, man. Hey, man, the streets that I was watching right now, telling you, man. Hey, that I'm gonna tell you that street shit, that that street get shit get real. I guess, I guess, I do this broadcast. I give this PSA, this public announcement to say this: stop with the street, leave the street shit alone. To all the rappers that are coming up right now, because we have a lot of little niggas that's coming up right now. The NBA Young Boys, the Lil Nars, the the Kodak, but Kodak Black Ben came up. All my all my all my young life out there, all my homies out there, all the dudes my age, it's who it is what it is. All y'all out here, I'm gonna keep saying the same thing, bruh. I'm gonna keep saying the same thing. I shall repeat this until the day that I die. Separate as soon as you can get that bag, distance yourself from the street niggas. Distance just distance yourself from that life. 
I know it is not easy because you have cousins in the street. I know them same niggas that's selling them dying bags, the same niggas that's performing them hits. Those are your rallies. Those are niggas that you would sleep on the floor with at your grandma's house. I understand. I've been there. But at the same time, bro, if you're trying to make it in this world, if you're trying to get out of that shit, you got to separate yourself because it only goes so far. How many more niggas we going to keep? We are going to keep losing niggas. It's always going to be like this. It happened with C Murder. It happened with Takashi 69. It happened with Goddamn Turk. It happened with BG. It happened with, um, who, shit, who else? Uh, Raider X. It happened with, um, who else am I thinking of? Ryder J. Clyde. It happened with, any t- it happened with, a, shit, rest in peace, Jeremy. It happened with Jeremy in South, Sa- in South San Francisco. Like, bro, whenever you, whenever you frequent those streets, whenever you are in that urban environment, much, a tad much, whenever you in them streets, bro, like, yeah, man, hey, man, you already know. And even the coolest thing about it, let me tell you this too. I'm a, and I'm a, I stress it. I'm gonna stress this heavily. It's be it be the dudes that's close to you. It be the dudes that's close to you. It be the dudes who's close to you. Takashi six nine said something else in that interview in the Breakfast Club on Thursday prior to him being arrested. He said the only way you could get close to me is if you were, if you were already in there, if you were already around me, if you already knew how I moved. Because I used to roll so tight. That's the only way you could get arrested me. That's the only way a person could get close to me to kidnap me. That's the only way you could get close to me to know where my mama live at, bro. Like it's the it's sad. It's sad. It's terrible. It's sad. It's terrible. This is what it is. I don't know. I I I feel I feel passionate. I feel passionate about this because you gotta understand. You gotta understand. I'm in my mid twenties now. I'm at the point in my life where every single nigga, all the niggas that I was growing up with, that I told you shouldn't be in that street shit, that told me I was pussy for getting not getting in that street shit, for I told me I was pussy for not joining the gang, just being a nigga who's standing on my own and fighting like a man. All them same niggas who said talk to that bullshit. I'm at the age where all them niggas got 25 years of life. All them niggas is going back and forth to jail. All them niggas have been back and forth to jail since he was 17, 16. They just, this is, this is, a, a lot of them niggas has died. Shit, R.P. Jeremy, R.P. Uh, Earl, R.P. Um, God dang, um, who else, my friend? I'm forgetting somebody else. Like, it, it is what it is, man. I'm telling you, bro. Like, hey, it's, it's sad. It's, 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 it's. It's it's just it's just sad all the way around. I mean, hey, you you can't like I said, you can't. I don't know. I don't know. It is it is what it is. Now, one thing I want to say too, and I want to touch on this too. I don't know, man. It is what it is. I want you guys to let me know in the comments what do you think. I just want to give this public announcement right now before I lay it down because tomorrow I might not be able to record content. I'm done recording content on Twitter just because on Twitter. The video always comes out hella shitty, so I ain't really done with it. With that being said, let me know in the comments what you think about this. Thank you for the love. Thank you for the peace. Thank you for the chicken grease. Subscribe to the podcast right now. If you want to see more, if you want to hear more from my wonderful voice and hear more about what's going on in the world, click the link below. And with that being said, I mean, subscribe. And with that being said, this is People's Red Ice Podcast. Thank you for listening. Stop, 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 stop.